solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And, and this, this is Hot to Watch. The play. The play. It might be weird with the accent. We'll see. With your mouth. Yeah. Full disclose, everyone. Alex just had mouth stuff. No, let's rephrase that, Alex. Yeah, no, Take no. it away. I uh, I had a few cavities. So the left side of, um, I got them taken care of today about an hour ago. And I thought I would not be numb anymore. But um, I have no feeling <laughs> in the left side, left upper side of my mouth. So if I'm sounding a bit weird. That's why. And if it's not, then it's just our fun accents. I have no excuse. I'm going to be using it as an excuse. <laughs> it's probably, you're like, was it, were you also going through mouth um, surgery or uh, last week? I too, yes, have been perpetually going through numbness in my mouth. Yeah, for sure. Let's, let's keep that. I've been addled. <laughs> um anyway we're continuing on with the reading of cursed child um part two yeah we are doing act three scenes 11 to the end of act three today i think it's like till scene 19 or something right yeah okay um and we'll be figuring the parts as we go, like we did last time, um, and just um, stopping here and there to comment on what needs commenting on. Yes, we are, we will be um, commenting. I know last time we said we were going to do the pause thing, but I feel like we just found a natural rhythm of where we needed to stop and comment and where we needed to uh, wait till the end. So we're starting with Act 3, Scene 11, Hogwarts Slytherin Dormitory. Oh, thank God. All is right with the world. Albus is back in Slytherin. Do you want to be Harry or Albus? I think we've established that you're Albus. <laughs> that means you have to be this horrible Harry, though. Yeah, I, um, I'll, I, I too will bear this. All right, I'll do the stage notes for this uh, for this reading. Okay. Albus is sitting in his room. Harry enters and looks at his son, full of anger, but cautious to not let it spill. Thanks for letting me come up. Albus turns. He nods at his dad. He's being cautious, too. <clears throat> uh, no luck as yet with the time turner searching. They're negotiating with the mer people to dredge the lake. He sits down uncomfortably. This is a nice room. Green is a soothing color, isn't it? I mean... <laughs> Love it. I mean, uh, Gryffindor rooms are all well and good and... But the trouble with red is it's said to send you a little mad and not that I'm casting aspersions. Can you explain why you tried to do this? 
I thought I could change things. I thought, Cedric, it's unfair. Of course it's unfair, Albus. Do you think I don't know that? Do you think I know? Don't you think I know that? I was there. I saw him die. But to do this, to risk all this. I know. If you were trying to do as I did, you went the wrong way about it. I didn't volunteer for adventure. I was forced into it. You did something really reckless, something really stupid and dangerous, something that could have destroyed everything. I know, okay? I know. Pause. Albus wipes away a tear. Harry notices it and takes a breath. He pulls himself back from the brink. Well, I was wrong too. To think Scorpius was Voldemort's son. He wasn't a black cloud. No. And I've walked and I've locked away the map. You won't see it again. Your mum left your room exactly as it was when you ran away, you know that. Wouldn't let me go in. Wouldn't let anyone go in. You really scared her. And me. Really scared you? Yes. I thought Harry Potter wasn't afraid of anything. Is that how I make you feel? Albus looks at his dad, trying to figure him out. I don't think Scorpius said, but when we returned after failing to fix the first task, I was suddenly in Gryffindor House. Nothing was better between us than either, so the fact that I'm in Slytherin, that's not the reason for our problems. It's not just about that. No, I know. It's not just about that. Harry looks at Albus. Are you okay, Albus? No. No. Nor me. And we're just leaving it there. <laughs> There's not a stage note. There's nothing. It's just blank. <laughs> so, are you okay? No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Dad? <laughs> What, what, like, this is not the end of a scene. Like, what happened after this? Did Harry just get up and leave? Like, okay, I'll send your mom in. Jen, your turn. Jen, Jen. I mean, for the most part, this was a pretty good scene. This is more in line what I would imagine, like, an angry Harry treating Albus like. Yeah, I think he feels much more like our Harry in a lot of ways. Like, a more rash anger that comes out of love and then like he's still like concerned about Albus here like there are some things yeah this just that did feel more like I'm saying it feels like fifth book Harry (laughs) yeah it's still like not really but it's better right it's better for sure shall we move on let's move on one second Oh, goody. Another dream. Uh, Young Harry or Petunia? I want to be Petunia. Okay, I'll be Harry. Are you sure? Yeah, I'll double as uh, Voldemort. I just like doing an impression of the actress. (laughs) Yeah, I'll do Voldemort as well. Okay. Act 3, scene 12. Dream, Godric's Hollow graveyard 
Young Harry stands looking at a gravestone covered in bunches of flowers. He has a small bunch of flowers in his hand. Go on then, lay down your grotty little flowers and let's go. I already hate this poxy little village. I don't know why I even had the thought. Godric's Hollow, Godless Hollow, more like. The place is clearly a hive of filth. Go on, chop, chop. He approaches the grave. He stands a moment more. Now, Harry, I don't have time for this. Duddy has his cubs tonight, and you know he hates to be late. Is this dream supposed to be a memory? Because, like, literally in canon, he's never been to this graveyard. Right. So it, I don't, I don't. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I also, like, even if it wasn't a split, I, sorry. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is, um, now that I'm talking more, it is influencing my voice. Um, uh, even if it wasn't explicitly in canon that he doesn't go to the graveyard, Aunt Petunia would never agree to take him. Right. They don't talk about her. Right. Whatever. Okay. Aunt Petunia, we're their last living relatives, right? Yes, you and I, yes. And... They weren't popular? You said they didn't have any friends? Lily tried, bless her. She tried. It wasn't her fault, but she repelled people by her very nature. It was her intensity. It was her manner. It was her way. And your father, obnoxious man, extraordinarily obnoxious. No friends, neither of them. So my question is, why are there so many flowers? Why are there flowers all over their grave? Aunt Petunia looks around. She sees all the flowers as if, it for, as if for the first time, and it moves her hugely. She approaches and then sits by her sister's grave, trying hard to fight the emotions as they come to her, but succumbing all the same. Oh, yes, well, I suppose there are few. Must have blown over from another grave. Or someone's playing a trick. Yes, I think that's most likely. Some young rapscallions with too much time on their hands has gone around collecting flowers from all the other graves and deposited them here. But but they're all marked with their names. Lillian James, what you did we will never forget. Lillian James, your sacrifice. I smell guilt. There is a stench of guilt upon the air. Get away. Get away from here. <laughs> um, she pulls back. Voldemort's hand rises into the air above the potter's gravestones. The rest of him rises after. We don't see his face, but his body provides a jagged, horrific shape. I knew it. This place is dangerous. The sooner we leave Godric's Hollow, the better. Young Harry is pulled from the stage, but turns to face Voldemort. Do you still see with my eyes, Harry Potter? Young Harry exits. Disturbed, as Albus bursts from within Voldemort's cloak, he reaches out a desperate hand towards his dad. Dad! Dad! There are some words spoken in parcel tongue. He's coming! He's coming! He's coming! 
and then a scream. And then right from the back of the room, whispering around everyone, words said with an unmistakable voice, the voice of Voldemort. Harry Potter! Ah! Oopsie daisies. <laughs> what was the point of that whole scene? Also, yeah, it, it clearly is supposed to be a memory. It's just, why are we trying to rewrite history, okay? No one's out here looking for an Aunt Petunia full redemption arc, okay? Like, I mean, I was, but not in this. Like, not in this way. Like, I feel like we got the kind of redemption that she was going to have, like, in her growth at the end um, with Harry. You know, that was a small step. Now, I believe that if we were doing, like, a post-Harry Potter thing, that I could see her maybe growing more. But, like, we can't rewrite her wrongdoings from this time in Harry's life. Like, this woman locked him in a cupboard and made him right. her, like, slave. Like, <laughs> like, this woman isn't, like, saying nice things about Lily, even if they are veiled, like, insults, you know? Like, she's not even letting herself commit to the sadness of missing Lily at this point. All right. <clears throat> Act three, scene 13, Harry and Jenny Potter's house, kitchen. Harry is in a horrible state, petrified by what he thinks his dreams are telling him. Do you want to be Jenny or Harry? I'll do Jenny. Okay. Harry, Harry, what is it? You were screaming. I haven't stopped the dreams. They weren't likely to stop immediately. It's been a stressful time and... But I was never in Goldrick's Hollow with Petunia. Uh, okay, I see you. Hi, Jack. <laughs> this doesn't. Harry, you're really scaring me. I'm still here, Jenny. Who's still here? Voldemort. I saw Voldemort and Albus. And Albus? He said, Voldemort said, I smell guilt. There is a stench of guilt upon the air. He was talking about me. Harry looks at her. He touches a scar. Her face falls. Harry, is Albus in danger? Harry's face grows white. I think we all are. Bum, bum, <laughs> Not really much to say there. No. Um, oh my gosh, we get a Scorpius and Al scene. So excited. Do you want to try Al or you want to be Scorp? Um, do you want to be Scorp? I did Scorp before. I'm, I'm, I'm down to do whatever. You're too nice. Do, like, do you have a preference? No. <laughs> Wait, so what, what did you say? If you don't have a preference, then I do want to be Scorp. Okay, yeah. I understand that, like, I've done Scorp a lot, so. No. I will be Al this. Act three, scene 14. Hogwarts, Slytherin dormitory. Scorpius leans ominously over Albus's headboard. Oh, we're in the bedroom. Like, I. That wasn't a line. <laughs> I'm going to just keep going from there, but I have thoughts already. Mm-hmm. Albus. Psst. 
Albus. Albus doesn't wake. Albus. Albus. Albus wakes with a shock. Scorpius laughs. Pleasant. That's a pleasant and not scary way, way to wake up. You know, it's the strangest of things. But ever since being in the scariest place imaginable, I'm pretty much good with fear. I'm, I am Scorpius the Dreadless. I am Malfoy the Unanxious. Good. I mean, normally being in lockdown, being in constant detention, it break me. But now, what's the worst thing they can do? Bring back Moldy Baldy and have him torture me? Nope. You're scary when you're in a good mood, you know that. When Rose came up to me today in potions and called me redhead, I almost hugged her. No, there's no, there's no almost about it. I actually tried to hug her and then she kicked me in the shin. I'm not sure being fearless is going to be good for your health. Scorpius looks at Albus. His face grows more contemplative. You don't know how good it is to be back here, Albus. I hated it there. Apart from the Polly Chapman fancy new bits. Cedric was a different person entirely. Dark, dangerous, my dad doing anything they wanted him to. And me, I discovered another Scorpius, you know, entitled, angry, mean. People were frightened of me. It feels like we were all tested and we all failed. But you changed things. You had a chance and you changed time back. Changed yourself back. Only because I knew what I should be. Albus digests this. Do you think I've been tested too? I have, haven't I? No, not yet. You're wrong. The stupidest thing wasn't going back once anymore. Can anyone can make that mistake? The stupid thing was being arrogant enough to go back twice. We both went back, Albus. And why was I so determined to do this? Cedric, really? No. I had something to prove. My dad's right. He didn't volunteer for adventure. Me, this is all my fault. And if it wasn't for you, everything could have gone dark. But it didn't. And you're to thank for that as much as me. When the Dementors were inside my head, Severus Snape told me to think of you. You may not have been there, Albus, but you were fighting, fighting alongside me. Albus nods, touched by this. And saving Cedric? That wasn't such a bad idea. Not in my head, anyway. Though, you know, right, that was definitely, we, that we definitely can't try again. Yes, I do. I do know that. Good. Then you can help me destroy this. Albus reveals the time turner to Albus. Whoa, plot twist. So, what? Scorp. I thought that um, what's her name had it the whole time. Oh, Delphi? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure you told everyone that was at the bottom of a lake. Turns out Malfoy, the unanxious, is a pretty good liar. Scorpius. We should tell someone about this. 
too. The ministry kept it before. Do you really trust them not to keep it again? Only you and I have experienced how dangerous this is. That means you and I have to destroy it. No one can do what we did, Aldis. No one. No. It's time that the time turner, the time turning, became a thing of the past. You are quite proud of that phrase, aren't you? I've been working on it all day. <laughs> We're so cute as Albus and Scorpius. <laughs> they just make me happy. I love it. Yeah, I've forgotten some of the, the finer plot points of the play. Yeah, um, it's a little bit of a fresh response as we go. Um, I, I, I was thinking that something like that had to be the case, though, because I think they do go back again with the parents. Oh, yeah, I know they do. Yeah. But it's because doesn't Delphi end up with it I don't know because they go back to like when James and Lily died right exactly that's what I'm saying but I I don't know how we get to that point so I guess yeah uh, we're along for the ride along for the ride I think this scene is really cute I think Albus again is like speaking his subtext a little bit like about like knowing himself and like that brand my dad's right I did this to do this it's like we don't need all of that we were getting that from this scene without you having to force it down our throats but all in all I think it's a cute scene you know I'm easily sold with these two um uh I'm I'm just gonna call attention to Scorpius basically doing the this ball of light this little ball of light like you were with me the whole time and helped me get back to you um Right. Ron, Hermione, comparison with Scorpius and Albus. Just going to leave that there. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't believe that Albus would drop all this anger towards his dad because, as he said, he didn't go through the learning journey. So he hasn't really learned anything other than believing Scorpius, which I think he does believe Scorpius, yeah. but it's the same as, like, living it. Correct. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Act three, scene 15, Hogwarts, Slytherin Dormitory. Um, so we got a couple characters. I guess Harry and Ginny are the main ones and then McGonagall and Craig Dowker. <laughs> okay. I can do Ginny again if you want. Okay, um, I'll do Harry and Craig. I guess. Okay. Harry and Jenny move quickly through the dormitory. Craig Bowker Jr. trails after them. Can I repeat again? This is against the rules, and it's the middle of the night. I need to find my son. I knew you were... I know who you are, Mr. Potter, but even you must understand that it's against... (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know why I picked... No, it's perfect. Please continue. It's against school covenant for parents and all professors to enter a house quarters without express permission. Professor Professor McGonagall charges in behind them. Please don't be tiresome, Craig. 
got our message. Good. Headmistress, I'm, I was just. Harry pulls open a bed curtain. He's gone. Yes. And young Malfoy? Ginny pulls open another. Oh no. Then let's, McGonagall, then let's turn this school upside down. Craig, we've got work to do. Jenny and Harry stay looking at the bed. Jenny, haven't we been here before? Something feels even worse this time. Jenny looks at her husband full of fear. You spoke to him earlier. Yes. You came to his dorm and talked to him. No, I did. What did you say to our son, Harry? Harry can hear the accusation in her voice. I tried to be honest, like you said. I didn't say anything. And you controlled yourself? How heated did you get? I don't think I... You think I've scared him away again? I can forgive you for one mistake, Harry. Maybe even two. But the more mistakes you make, the harder to forgive you it becomes. Whoa, Jenny. Then that was harsh, but she's also heard him say some fucked up shit. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird because again, I don't, I just don't feel like that's the way Jenny would handle the situation. So, no. so while I think like this Jenny is like justified to say those things, it's just hard because we know those characters so well. And I just don't think that's how Jenny handles like Harry like I don't think that's their relationship <laughs> right like she would definitely accuse him but like she wouldn't like threaten their relationship right like she's also like like Ginny and Harry have been together for a very long time and they especially if we're here in this relationship like post three kids like they got back together like right after the war. Like they've done a lot of mental health growth together. They're, I don't think she's casually being like, yeah, these mistakes are getting hard to forgive. I think when he first makes the mistakes, she lets him know flat out that that's like an unacceptable thing. And then Harry would feel horrible if he would, you know, like he just wouldn't, you know, do that again. Right. I just don't think that's the way they would behave towards each other. Right. Like, yeah. Also, like, she'd be having her own separate check-in with Albus. Like, I get that she's like, y'all need to repair your relationship and I'm going to stay out of that. But, like, her son was missing. Like, she's not going to just let Harry be the only parent taking care of that. Right. Um, Act three, scene 16. Hogwarts Owlry. Scorpius and Albus emerge onto a roof. They, oh, yeah, bathed in silver light. There's a soft hooting all around them. So, I think a simple confringo. Definitely not. For something like this, you need expulso. Expulso? Expulso, and we'll be clearing bits of time, Turner, from this owlry for days. Bombarda? wake up everyone in Hogwarts. Maybe stupefied? They were originally just dis destroyed using stupefied. 
Exactly. It's been done before. Let's do something new, something fun. Really? Elvis, you've learned nothing. <laughs> fun. Look, many wizards overlook the importance of choosing the right spell, but this is this really matters. I think it's a much underestimated part of the modern of mod what am I reading? <laughs> Um, look, many wizards overlook the importance of choosing the right spell, but this really matters. I think it's a much underestimated part of modern witchcraft. Um, Delphi, a much underestimated part of modern witchcraft. You two are the greatest, you know that? Orpheus looks up, su surprised to see Delphi has emerged behind him. Wow, you're, um, what are you doing here? Albus, it felt important to send an owl, let her know what we're doing, you know? Really bad call, Albus. I'm gonna, like, Albus, what is wrong with you? Scorpius looks at his friend accusingly. This concerns her too. Scorpius thinks and then nods, accepting this. What concerns me? What's this about? Albus gets out the time turner. We need to destroy the time turner. The thing Scorpius saw after the second task. I'm so sorry. We can't risk going back again. We can't save your cousin. Selfie looks at it and then at them both. Your owl said so little. <laughs> oh, imagine the worst possible world and then double it. People being tortured, dementors everywhere, a despotic Voldemort, my dad dead, me never born, and the world surrounded by dark magic. We just, we can't allow this to happen. Selfie hesitates, and then her face breaks. Voldemort ruled? He was alive? That was weird. I, I said alive weird. <laughs> Movie thought. He ruled everything. It was terrible. Because of what we did? Humiliating Cedric turned him into a very angry young man. And then he became a Death Eater. And, and it all went wrong. Really wrong. Delphi looks at Scorpius's face carefully. Her face sinks. A Death Eater? And a murderer. He killed Professor Longbottom. Then, of course, we need to destroy it. You understand? I'll go further than that. I'll say Cedric would have understood. We'll destroy it together, and then we'll go to my uncle, explain the situation. Thank you. Selfie smiles and at them sadly, and then takes the time turner. She looks at it, and her expression changes slightly. Oh, nice mark. What? Selfie's cloak has loosened. An augury tattoo is visible on the back of her neck. On your back? I hadn't noticed it before. The wings. Is that what the muggles call a tattoo? Oh, yes. Well, it's an augury. An augury. Haven't you met them in care of magical creatures? They're sinister-looking blackbirds that cry when rain's coming. Wizards used to believe that the auguries cry foretold death. 
When I was growing up, my guardian kept one in a cage. Your guardian? Delphi looks at Scorpius. Now she is a time turner. She's enjoying this game. She used to say it was crying because it could see I was going to come to a sticky end. She didn't like me much. Euphema Rowl. She only took me in for the gold. Why would you want a tattoo of her bird then? It reminds me that the future is mine to make. Cool, I might get an augury tattoo. The Rowls were pretty extreme Death Eaters. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Rowls looks really close to rolling and that's... Sus. Zach, did you know before we all knew? Yes. <laughs> a thousand thoughts were inside Scorpius's head. Come on, let's get destroying. Confringo, Stupefy, Bombarda. Which would you use? Give it back. Give us back the time turner. What? Scorpius, what are you doing? I don't believe you ever were ill. Why didn't you come to Hogwarts? Why are you here now? I'm trying to bring my cousin back. They called you the augury. In the other world, they called you the augury. A slow smile grows on Delphi's face. The augury, I rather like that. Delphi. She's too quick, leveling her wand. She repels Scorpius and she is far stronger. Scorpius tries to keep her back but she quietly, quickly overpowers him. Fulgari! Scorpius's arms are bound in vicious, luminous cords. Albus, run! Albus looks around, bewildered, then starts to run. Fulgari! Albus is propelled to the floor, his hands tied to the same brutal binding. And that is the first spell I've had to use on you. I thought I'd have to use plenty more, but you're far easier to control than Amos. Uh, children, particularly male children, are so naturally pliant, aren't they? Now, let's sort this mess out once and for all. So, okay, confirmed Amos was under. I thought Amos was under a spell. Yeah. Albus. But Why? But what? But who are you? Albus, I am the new past. She pulls Albus's wand from him and snaps it. Oh shit. I am the new future. She pulls Scorpius's wand from him and snaps it. I am the answer this world has been looking for. Okay. Broke their wands. I have to say, as much as this is going to sound so hypocritical, but as much as the show is a full mess, I would love to play the character of Delphi. Oh, she's excellent. <laughs> so extra and so fun. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like getting to do the reveal, very good. She got all of the drama of Voldemort and all of the chaos of Bellatrix. <laughs> and like the first half is she's like just kind of a fun bubbly-ish 
character like and then gets to do this like big switch yeah 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 it, it's such a fun fun part um I do think Scorpius if he was really thinking could have like been like oh can I see the time turner like you know right yeah. can I just see it for one second yeah a little more subtle um but he's young and it was a shock so you know yeah Tom can I my wand back Tom Tom um okay moving along act three scene 17 ministry of magic hermione's office i think i have to play ron again yeah for sure okay do you want to be hermione i think yeah and uh i'll do draco okay I'll do um, Harry and Jenny, I guess. I don't think Jenny has a lot of lines. Okay. Or you you do Jenny because I'm doing those stage notes. Okay. Okay. So I'm... Hermione, Jenny, and Draco. And I'm Ron and Harry. So a lot of people are talking in this scene. So I think let's do the thing where we say the name. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so Minister of Magic... Ministry of Magic, Hermione's office. Ron is sitting on Hermione's desk eating porridge. What? Porridge? Why? No. At least make it a magical food. I can't get over it, really. The fact in some realities, we aren't even, you know, married. Hermione, Ron, whatever this is, I've got 10 minutes until the goblins show up to talk security at Gringotts. I mean, we've been together so long and married for so long. I mean, so long. If this is your way of saying you want a marital break, Ron, then to be clear, I will skewer you with this quill. Shut up. Will you shut up for once? I want to do one of those... He's about to say something nice. I want to do one of those marriage renewal things I've read about. Marriage renewal? What do you think? Ron would never. Absolutely not. When has, first of all, who has he been talking to that he even knows about a marriage renewal? Arthur. This was Arthur's idea. Um... You want to marry me again? Well, we were only young when we did it the first time and I got very drunk. And well, to be honest, I can't remember much of it. And the truth is, I love you, Hermione Granger. And whatever time say, I'd like the opportunity to say so in front of a whole lot of people, of other people again. Sober. I hate this. I hate that he was the the new canon for Cursed Child is that Ron was off his ass drunk for their wedding. First of all, I fully believe Hermione just would not have married him in that state. <laughs> I imagine their wedding being so like shy 
and like super sweet them both like being so like uncomfortable with like the eyes on them I would be sobbing my eyes out if we saw them get married I would not be okay correct same same see Ron like sheepish at the altar like looking at her and him like mumbling like you look really beautiful is like how that wedding would go like mumbling yeah and it's really quiet you can barely hear it he's beat red Ron is beat red and Hermione keeps like giggling and moving like a curl behind her ear like come on guys don't no there's no way Ron is drunk at this wedding I don't believe it and I don't believe Hermione would marry him if he was and I hate it like his brothers did a cheers of fire whiskey before the wedding but like that was it their wedding would be so cute and this is stupid but whatever (laughs) um she looks at him she smiles she pulls him to her she kisses him sweet and you taste of toffee Hermione laughs Harry Ginny and Draco walk in on them as they move to kiss again they spring apart Harry (laughs) Ginny uh, and I, uh, Draco. They're definitely in a throuple this play. They're always together, the three of them. I think they should be. That is, that is in our rewrite, they are. <laughs> How lovely to see you. The dreams, they've started again, Harry. Well, they haven't stopped. Jenny. And Albus is missing. Again. Draco. Corpius too. We've had McGonagall check the entire school. They're gone. Hermione. I'll get the auras to seven immediately. I'll... No, you won't. It's all fine. Albus, I saw him last night. It's all good. Draco. Where? They all turn to look at Ron. He's briefly disconcerted, but batters on. I was um, having a couple fire whiskeys with Neville and Hogsmeade, as you do, said in the world to rights as we do. And we were coming back quite late, uh, very late, and trying to work out which uh, flu I could use. Because when you've had a drink, sometimes you don't want to use the tight ones or the turny ones or... Jenny, Ron, if you could get to the point before we all strangle you. He hasn't run away. He was... Having a quiet moment. He's got himself an, an older girlfriend. Oh, Harry. An older girlfriend, Ron. And a cracking one at that. Gorgeous, silver hair. Saw him on the roof together near the owlery with Scorpius playing the gooseberry. Nice to see my love potion being used well, I thought. Harry has a thought. Her hair was, was it silver and blue? That's it, silver, blue, yep. Mm-hmm. Harry, he was talking about Delphi Diggory, niece of Amos Diggory. This is about Cedric again. Harry says nothing, thinking fast. Hermione looks around the room, concerned, and then shouts out of the door. Ethel, cancel the goblins. <sighs> 
So Ron is just drunk uncle, nothing more to it. Who hates Punjab? Punjab. <laughs> Whatever his son's name is. Panju. I don't think it was Punjab. It was Panju. Um, uh, Miss him. Love Harry. <laughs> R.I.P. Panju. Um, love Harry being like an older girlfriend. That doesn't sound like Albert. <laughs> that doesn't sound like my son. He just fought to get back with his boyfriend. How does he already have a girlfriend? Yeah, that's not right. Act three, scene 18. St. Oswald's home for old witches and wizards. Amos's room. Uh. Um, so it's Amos, Harry, and Draco. Uh, do you want to do Harry and Amos? And I'll read page, page down. Yeah. Harry walks in, wand outstretched with Draco. Harry, where are they? Amos. Harry Potter, what can I do for you, sir? And Draco Malfoy, I am blessed. Harry. <laughs> so funny. Why... <laughs> Amos came upon you so naturally. Like, it was like on 2.0. Like, something happened within you. And you unlocked Amos. Right before I started reading, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do for Amos? And then it just came out. It happened. Harry, I know what you've used. I know how you've used my son. Amos, I've used your son. No, you. Sir. You've used my beautiful son. That was a weird sentence. Draco, tell us now, where are Albus and Scorpius? Or face the profoundest consequences. But why would I know where they are? Don't play this. What? The Okay. It's like senile, but I don't know what that word is. <laughs> don't play the senility card with us, old man. We know you've been sending him owls. I've done nothing of the kind. Amos, you're not too old for Azkaban. They were last seen on the Hogwarts Tower with your niece when they disappeared. I have no idea what you... My niece... There are no depths to which you won't sink, are there? Yes, your niece. Are you denying she was there under your express instructions? Amos. Yes, I am. I don't have a niece. This stops, Harry. Draco. Yes, you do. A nurse works here. Your niece, Delphi Diggory. I know I don't have a niece because I never had any brothers or sisters, nor did my wife. We need to find out who she is now. Let Amos die in peace. This is like, um, guys. <laughs> Rough. What a reveal. Not even our, but do you think in this point of the play, we're still thinking her last name is Diggory? No. 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 I wasn't, I wasn't thinking that. 
I don't know. No, I guess I did. I would have, because we were thinking the like Voldemort's child this whole time. Yeah, I would have been like, oh, she's Voldemort's secret child. Yeah. What I don't understand is why the Rowls didn't like her or like wouldn't be honored to like raise her. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Well, she, she's raised by Bellatrix's, she's, she's, she's raised by the Lestrange. Rudolphus Lestrange raises her. That was a lie, that whole thing about the Rowls. Why? Why would she lie about that? I, I don't know to give, um, to give point to the augury. I don't know, but I know that she's raised by, uh, Rudolphus Lestrange. I'm pretty sure that gets revealed later. Weird. Also, like, because I remember thinking, wow, that's one loyal man to raise his wife's love child with somebody else. Yeah. Um, but, like, the Rouse is, like, a Death Eater family. So, like, what a weird... I don't know. I mean, I get, like I said, I don't, I'm not officially, like, back into what I think it is. Yeah. What I know for... Um, this wow that wasn't a sentence I don't remember every detail of this play obviously as we've discussed before so um um so we've I, been wrong before I could be mistaken but I that I like have a strong memory of that I believe you um okay act three scene 19 I think this is it Oh, sad. Oh, wait, no, there's more. There's more. Quite a bit more. Okay. 21, not 19. Okay. Act 3, scene 19, Hogwarts Quidditch pitch. We open on Delphi, enjoying every second of her changed identity. Where there was discomfort and insecurity, now there's just power. Um, Albus. Do you want to do Scorpius and Delphi? Yeah. Sure. Okay. What are we doing on the Quidditch pitch? Delphi says nothing. The Triwizard Tournament. The third task. The maze. This is where the maze was. We're going back for Cedric. Yes. It is time to spare the spare once and for all. We will go back for Cedric. And in doing so, we will resurrect the world you saw, Scorpius. Hell. You want to resurrect hell? I want a return to pure and strong magic. I want to rebirth the dark. You want Voldemort to return. The one true ruler of the wizarding world, he will return. Now. You've ensured the first two tasks are a little clogged up with magic. There are at least two visits from the future in both of them, and I will not risk being revealed or distracted. The third task is clean, so let's start there, shall we? We won't stop him. Whatever you force us to do, we know he needs to win the tournament with my dad. I don't just want you to stop him. I want you to humiliate him. 
he needs to fly out of that maze naked on a broomstick made of purple feather dusters. Humiliation got you there before and it'll get you there again. And the prophecy will be fulfilled. Oh my God, I forgot there was another fucking prophecy. I know. <laughs> I wasn't aware that there was a prophecy. What prophecy? You have seen the world as it should be, Scorpio. And today, we're going to ensure it returns. We won't. We won't obey you, whoever you are, whatever you want us to do. Of course you will. You'll have to use Imperio. You'll have to control me. No. To fulfill the prophecy, this has to be you, not a puppet of you. You have to be the one to humiliate Cedric. So Imperio just won't do. I'll have to force you by other means. She takes out her wand. She points it at Albus, who sticks his chin out. Do your worst. Delphi looks at him and then turns her wand on Scorpius. I will. No! Yes, as I thought. This seems to frighten you more. Albus, whatever she does to me, we can't let her. Crucio! Scorpius yells out in pain. I will! <laughs> what? What on earth do you think you can do? A wizard-wide disappointment. A sore on your family name. A spare. You won't. You want to stop me hurting your only friend. Then do what you're told. She looks at Albus. His eyes stay uh, res- resonant, resistant, resistant. No. Crucio. Stop, please. <laughs> Craig runs in full of energy. Scorpius, Albus, everyone's looking for you. I don't remember what accent you did. <laughs> Craig, get away! Get help! What's happening? Avada Oh my god, Craig! Despair. Delphi sends a blast of green light across the stage. Craig is propelled backwards by it and is immediately killed. There's a silence. A silence that seems to last for a long time. Did you not understand? These are not childish games we are playing here. You are useful to me. Your friends are not. Albus and Scorpius look at Craig's body, their minds in hell. It took me a long time to discover your weakness, Albus Potter. I thought it was pride. I thought it was the need to impress your father, but then I realized your weakness was the same as your father's friendship. You will do exactly as you're told, otherwise Scorpius will die. Just like that spare did. Oh my god, guys, come on with the spare thing. We get it. We get it. Cedric, we got it. She looks at them both. Voldemort will return, and the augury will sit at his side, just as it was prophesied. When spares are spared, when time is turned, when unseen children murder their fathers, then will the Dark Lord return. That is the dumbest prophecy I've ever heard. Also, children murder their fathers, so multiple children murdering multiple papas. (laughs) 
also like did the other prophecies rhyme i think so the one yeah i think in the third one it does master will be reunited once more no that one doesn't rhyme yeah i don't know this is also like too short like what is it prophesizing like what also i feel like you're taking liberties here sis <laughs> she smiles she pulls scorpius viciously towards her cedric is the spare and albus she pulls albus vicious viciously towards her the unseen child who will kill his father by rewriting time so return the dark lord and so return the dark lord the time turner starts rotating she pulls their hands to it now and then there's a giant whoosh of light a smash of noise and time stops then it turns over thinks a bit and begins spooling backwards slow at first and then it speeds up and then there's a sucking noise and a bang 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 maxwell silver and root. bang bang into the past <laughs> glorious wow 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 yeah i'm not buying this whole prophecy business i'm still enjoying delphi's reveal i think it's great i think she literally is a combo of her parents she's like, I just don't think we need the prophecy to do this story. Right. That's the whole, like, Cedric angle, but, like... It, I guess it's the Cedric angle. Yeah, I don't understand her obsession with Cedric. Like, with the, her, like, like, she keeps repeating the spare thing. I think that's kind of stupid. It's because, part of the props. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Also, like, I don't even believe that, like, Harry told people that's what was said before Cedric died. Right. Right. Like, I don't think that's common knowledge. Because, like, that's rude. Right. To be, like, Cedric was considered a spare. He certainly didn't tell, like, the wizarding world. He definitely... Oh, if he told anyone, it was only, like, Ron, Hermione, and, like, maybe Jenny after they were married. But I doubt he's, like, chit-chatting about that. Right. Lot. Like, that's not in the history books. Yeah. Okay. I think, um, you're doing stage notes. Oh, yes. Um, um do you want to do... I'll try my hand at Ludo. Okay. Um, do you want to do Ludo and... Albus. Okay, yeah, that'll work. Act 3, scene 20. Triwizard Tournament, Maze, 1995. The maze is a spiral of hedges that, does, that, that don't stop moving. What? Oh, that don't stop moving. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Delphie walks determinedly through it. Behind her, she drags Albus and Scorpius, their arms bound, their legs uh, reluctantly moving. Okay, wait. I also, like, we had a spell that ties you. We had Incarcerous already. Why right. was she that other spell? That I guess new- it's just, like, a meaner one. Okay. 
I just like the cell already existed. Like right. I'm pretty sure Incarcerus does like the exact same thing. No, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I give you the greatest, the fabulous, the one and the only Tri Wizard Tournament. There's a loud cheer. Delphi turns left. If you're from Hogwarts, give me a cheer. There's a loud cheer. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> if you're from Durmstrang, give me a cheer. Oh. And if you're from Bow Battens, give me a cheer. Oh. Delphi and the boys are forced to move as the hedge closes upon them. <laughs> the French, finally. This is how this sentence starts. The French finally showing us what they're capable of there. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the final of the Triwizard tasks. A maze of mysteries, a disease of uncontrollable darkness. For this maze, it lives. It lives. Victor Crumb passes across the stage, moving through the maze. And why risk this living nightmare? Because inside the maze is a cup. And not just any cup. Yes, the Tri-Wizard Trophy stands within this vegetation. This scene is in the books. We don't need all of this. It's not called vegetation. Anyway. Why is he? Oh, sorry. That was not my Delphi voice. Why is he? Where is Cedric? A hedge almost that uh, dissects Albus and Scorpius. The hedges want to kill us too. This gets better and better. You will keep up or face the consequences. The perils are plentiful, but the prizes are palpable. Who will fight their way through? Who will fall at the final hurdle? What heroes do we have within our midst? Only time will tell, ladies and gentlemen. Only time will tell. They move through the maze, Scorpius and Albus being compelled by Delphi. As she moves ahead, the boys have a chance to talk. Albus, you need to do something. I know, but what? She snapped our wands. We're bound and she's threatening to kill you. I'm ready to die if it'll stop Voldemort returning. Are you? You won't have to mourn me for long. She'll kill me and quickly kill you too. The flaw in the time turner, the five minute rule. We do all we can to run down the clock. It won't work. And as another hedge changes direction, Delphi pulls Albus and Scorbius in after her. They continue through the maze of despair. Now let me remind you of the current standings. Tied in first place, Mr. Cedric Diggory and Mr. Harry Potter. In second place, Mr. Victor Crumb. And in third place, Sacre Bleu, Miss Fleur Delacour. I'm gonna scream. I do love an opportunity to say Sacre Bleu. <laughs> it just like, it's just frustrating because again, this scene is in the book. I'm telling you, Jack Thorne has not read the books. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a really good piece of evidence for that because in the movie, it starts literally right before the canon. So that would make a lot of sense. Also, there's no Ludo Bagman. I just can't imagine. I, I, I can't imagine writing this without having read the book. Like, I just, it, like, doesn't make sense. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's read them a lot. That's true. He could have, like, read them, like, through once for, like, inspiration and take down, like, loose notes and then just watch the movies a lot because it was easier, like, while he was writing. You'd think they'd find, like, somebody that already had done the prep, you know, like us. Like us. (laughs) Um, Suddenly, Albus and Scorpius emerge from behind the hedge. They're running. Where did she go? Does it matter? Which way do you think? Delphi rises up after them. She's flying and without a broom. You poor creatures. She throws the boys to the ground, thinking you can escape me. You're not even on a broom. Brooms. Such unwieldy, unnecessary objects. Three minutes gone. We have two minutes left and you will do what you're told. No, we won't. You think you can fight me? No, but we can defy you if we lay down our lives to do so. The prophecy must be fulfilled. We will fulfill it. Prophecies can be broken. You're mistaken, child. Prophecies are the future. But if the prophecy is inevitable, why are we here trying to influence it? Your actions contradict your thoughts. You're dragging us through this maze because you believe this prophecy needs to be enabled. And by the logic, and by that logic, prophecies can also be broken, prevented. You've talked too much, child. Crucio! Scorpius is wrapped with pain. Scorpius! You wanted a test, Albus. This is it, and we're going to pass it. Alvis looks at Scorpius, finally aware what he has to do. He nods. Then you will die. Yes, we will. And we'll do so gladly, knowing it stopped you. Delphi rises up, full of fury. We don't have time for this, crew. Expelliarmus, mysterious voice. Saying, Delphi's wand is pulled away from her. Scorpius looks on in astonishment. Oh, Rakia beamed. <laughs> and Delphi is bound. Scorpius and. Another binding spell? How many do they think there freaking are in the wizarding world? I am sorry, I mispronounced that. Incarceress. <laughs> Then turn as one and stare in astonishment at where the bolt came from. A young, good-looking lad, 17 or so. Cedric. Come no further. But you're... Cedric Diggory. (laughs) I heard screaming. I had to come. Name yourselves, beasts. I can fight you. Albus wheels around, astonished. Cedric? You saved us. 
Are you also a task, an obstacle? Speak. Do I have to defeat you too? There's a silence. No. You just have to free us. That's the task. Cedric thinks, trying to work out whether it's a trap, then waves his wand. Emanicapre, emancipare. The boys are freed. And now I can go on, finish the maze. The boys look at Cedric. They are heartbroken. I'm afraid you have to finish the maze. Then I shall. Cedric walks confidently away. Albus looks after him, desperate to say something, unsure what to say. Cedric. Cedric turns toward him. Your dad loves you very much. What a weird thing what? to say. What? <laughs> Behind them, Delphi's body creeps into movement. She crawls along the ground. Just thought you should know that. Okay, um, thank you. Cedric looks at Albus a moment more, then walks on. Delphi pulls out the time turner from within his robes. Albus? No, wait. The time turner is spinning. Look at what she's doing. She can't leave us behind. Albus and Scorpius both scramble to grab for the time turner, and there is a giant whoosh of light, a smash of noise, and time stops, and then it turns over, thinks of it, and begins spooling backwards, slow at first, and then it speeds up. Albus! What have we done? We had to go with the time turner. We had to try and stop her. Stop me? How do you think you've stopped me? I am done with this. You may have destroyed my chances of using Cedric to darken the world, but maybe you're right, Scorpius. Maybe prophecies can be prevented. Maybe prophecies can be broken. What is undoubtedly true is when I'm done with trying to use you annoying, incompetent creatures for anything, no more wasting precious seconds on either of you. Time to try something new. She crushes the time turner. It explodes in a thousand pieces. Delphi ascends again into the air. She laughs in delight as she sets off hard away. The boys try to chase her, but they've not the slightest chance. She flies. They run. No, no, you can't. Scorpius turns back and tries to pick up the time turner pieces. The time turner, it... It's destroyed? Utterly. We're stuck here. In time. Wherever in time we are. Whatever it is she's planning to do. Hogwarts looks the same. Yes. And we can't be seen here. Let's go out here before we're spotted. We need to stop her, Scorpius. We know we do. But how? All right, last scene. <laughs> you don't have anything to say about this scene? I mean, not really, honestly. Like, they went, they met Cedric, they failed. I think the Cedric thing is cute. Yeah, because it's like, we've been talking so much about him. It's good, it's, and it's a good for that. Like, I hate that they tried to do this evil Cedric plot. Like, I really dislike right. it. But for them that did it, I think it's like, a good thing that they gave him this hero, 
hero moment here. They're like, we know he's a good person. Yeah. And I think it's cute. So even though that's like very like fan servy and like kitschy, like I'm Yeah, I don't mind it. I also think the fake out that it might be Harry with the Expelliarmus is pretty funny. That's very true. I also forgot who it was. Like I thought it for sure was Harry. <laughs> I thought someone had like followed them. Like one of the adults. It had to be either Harry or Cedric because they were already in the maze. But like right. in my head, it didn't even think, I didn't even think it was Cedric or, or Fleur, you know? Like I didn't even think, that it, I was like, oh, it's Expelliarmus, it must be Harry. <laughs> Which I'm sure I thought when I first read it too, you know? Yeah. Okay, act three, scene 21. St. Oswald's home for old witches and wizards, Delphi's room. Harry, Hermione, Ron, Draco, and Jenny look around a simple oak paneled room. Well, I'll do Ron. Well, obviously. <laughs> and I can do Hermione. Okay, so in your reading stage, so I'll do Harry, Draco, and Jenny. Okay. Right, or should you do another person too? No, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they look around a simple oak paneled room. It must have been a confundance charm she used on him. Used on all of, used on them all. She faked being a nurse. She faked being his niece. I've just checked in with the ministry, but there's no record of her. She's a shadow. Specialis Revelio. Everyone seems to look at Draco. Well, it was worth a try. What are you waiting for? We know nothing, so we just have to hope this room reveals something. Where can she have been hiding anything? What? Where can she have hidden anything? It's quite a Spartan room. These panels, Ron, these panels, these panels must conceal something. Or the bed does. <laughs> you said that with such like sexual innuendo. <laughs> I just feel like Draco's not missing an opportunity. Draco starts examining the bed, Jenny a lamp, as the rest start examining the wooden wall panels. Ron shouting as he hammers on the walls. What you hiding? What you got? <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Um, I'm moving on. <laughs> Hermione. Uh, maybe we should all stop for a moment and have a think about what? Jenny unscrews a chimney from an oil lamp. There's a breathing out noise and then hissing words. They all turn towards it. What was that? That's... I'm not supposed to be understanding. That's parcel tongue. And what does it say? How do I? I haven't been able to understand parcel tongue since Voldemort died. And nor has your scar hurt. Harry looks at Hermione. It says, welcome augury. I think I need to tell it to open. Then do it. Harry shuts his eyes. He speaks parcel tongue. 
The room transforms around them, becoming darker and more desperate. Desperate. A writhing mass of painted snakes emerges on all the walls. And then, and on them, written in fluorescent paint, a prophecy. And it's still very good. When spares are spared, when time is turned, when unseen children murder their fathers, then will the Dark Lord return. A prophecy. A new prophecy. Cedric. Cedric was called a spare. When time is turned, she has that time turned, doesn't she? Their faces sink. She must do. But what does she need, Scorpius or Albus? Because I'm a parent who hasn't seen his child, hasn't understood his child. Also, the prophecy clearly states children must kill their fathers. Was she just going to do one? No, I think Draco's the other one. I think he's about to say that. Because she, I thought she just had Scorpius as like torture. No, I think both, she's trying to use both of them. Or I think that's what the prophecy is trying to tell us that she's trying to do. I don't think it's like very very well um, structured, I guess. Gotcha. Um, who is she to be so obsessed with all this? I think I've got the answer to that. They all turn to her. She points up. Their collective faces sink further and fill with fear. Words are revealed on the wall of the auditorium. Dangerous words, horrible words. This is Jenny, just by the way. <laughs> I will rebirth the dark. I will bring my father back. No, she can't. How is it even possible? Voldemort had a daughter. They look up, terrified. Jenny takes Harry's hand. No, 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 not that. Anything but that. Cut to black. I do like that it's Jenny that discovers it. <laughs> Jenny is like, guys, are you dumb? <laughs> so <clears throat> somehow the second half is better than the first. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because we're reading it. I don't think so, but well, I think I think the second half is better than the first because it's more original story. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, everyone has a common goal now. Right. And, and because it's like the action of the play, it's written like an actual play because yeah. it's active as opposed to being a lot of like, whatever it was before. Also, they're like utilizing the adults better in the second half where like, they're on their own little adventure together. That's, they're like steps behind the others where it's right. not just them creating the conflict. Right. Mm -hmm. So I guess, I hope this rewrite, or I don't even know how much of a rewrite it is, but like making it one play, they kind of note that that's like the stronger part of the play, but. I'm, I, I have to believe that a like that that's gotta happen because just it's also the meat of the story that's the good part I guess so like they I can't see them deleting any of the good scenes so I think they're gonna have to like delete the bad stuff 
Right. Well, I'm excited to finish up the last act. I can't believe it's a whole nother act. Like, I feel like there's not that much left to happen, but. Yeah, I mean, I think the last act is probably just going to be like, you know, it's the end of the. Right. I am like annoyed that we have to once again revisit the James and Lily death scene. Like, well, they that part gets dragged out too here. Yeah. Yeah, we like we've been there for a while. We've done that for a while now. So right. Yeah. But we're we're getting through it, you know. One step at a time. One augury flight at a time. There it is. <laughs> um, stay magical, y'all. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum bum ba bum 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 ba